following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we are here to talk some Auburn Tigers baseball. Uh, but first, we would like to say happy Easter weekend to everyone out there. Hope you guys are enjoying uh, celebrating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, and having a lot of fun, family time, and and just uh, enjoying the weekend, the food, uh, the church festivities, and everything. And and uh, thank you for coming in and listening to us talk about another dreadful weekend of Auburn baseball. One that just uh, really, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just just stabs us right in the heart. Uh, losing two out of three to Texas A and M in a crucial series, uh, one that you absolutely needed. And, and you find a way to lose another one, Dustin. It, it hurts, man. Uh, it's getting kind of old coming on here and saying the same thing every single time that we're here. Uh, we know it's the Auburn pitching staff because this offense is absolutely elite. It's, it's deadly. Uh, I feel like they show up week in, week out. And uh, we just need help, man. We need help from the arms on, on the Auburn staff. And it just doesn't look like we're going to get it this year, man. Uh, you lose three out of four games this week. You drop a midweek game to UAB, and it was the same thing uh, in that game. You start off walking people out the gate, and it's just a repetitive thing, man. It's kind of like, you know, I hate to say this, but a loser's mentality. You know, you just keep you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you're expecting a different result, and uh, it's just not happening. It's not there. So, uh I don't know, man. What were your uh, overall thoughts on on this weekend? That's like you said, man. It's repetitive, right? It's just the same thing. There's nothing. There's nothing to say on this one that we didn't say last week because it's the same people that are uh, putting out the same kind of performances. Unfortunately, um, we talked about last week. You need to go three and one this week. We we laid out the schedule and how you have these winnable series that are coming up, and you need to start turning it around. Um, this isn't a series that you could afford to drop. Now you're going to look at some of those Mississippi schools and stuff like that, and you're going to have to get some sweeps there to kind of get this conference record back up. And you go all the way back to Lipscomb, and I, that Georgia series is the only one that we've won in a while. So mm. we're not winning series. Uh, we lost another game three. We continue to lose every single game three. That's not a recipe for success. Um, just same stuff, man, the same stuff. We've talked about it and talked about it. Uh, there's just not really an arm right now that when he gets on that mound, we trust 100%. There's, there's nobody, not one. Um, and in this league, that is a recipe for disaster. And you had a game this week where you walked 13, and then you had another one where you walked 11 or 12. Um, yeah, man, that's it's damn near impossible to win in the SEC when you're giving away free base runners like that. Dustin, uh, 30 walks in three games. The unacceptable. Yeah, yep. it's unacceptable. Yeah, uh, you know, one thing I do want to bring up is is Bryson Ware. Uh, his hitting streak is extended to 16 games, and he has an on-base streak of 33 games. So uh, kudos to him. I feel like he is one of the guys that shows up uh, week in and week out. Uh, just an absolute terror of the baseball, man. I mean, he's he's just killing it. Uh, every single weekend he brings it and and you know we thought he was going to slow down a little bit but my god he hasn't uh he stayed right on course uh but man let's jump into this first game auburn loses nine to five um 
you jump out to a lead, you feel good about yourself, and you have a seventh inning that is an absolute disaster. I feel like it's the same thing every single week. Uh, we give up the long ball Thursday night, and you have one inning every weekend that you just you, you can't get it out of your system, Dustin. It's there every single weekend. And, you know, I don't want to throw a lot of shade at Butch here, but I think he left Tanner in a little too long, man. Uh, you could tell Tanner was starting to lose a little command. Uh, the velocity really was starting starting to dip a little bit. And, man, you, you got you to gotta go pull a guy. When he's struggling to throw strikes, you got to go pull a guy. And Texas A&M, man, they just – they hit the long ball on us, and and we can't keep a lead. It's it's every single week we jump out to a lead, and we always find a way to blow a baseball game, Dustin. And that's what I was saying, man. It just kind of feels like it's starting to creep in that we know it's going to happen. You know, I mean, my dad texts me, and he's like, "Yeah, we're up five to two, but we're going to lose." And he's like, "You know, our bullpen will blow it," and he's like, "We'll blow it," and it's just aggravating, man. You know, we we try to be positive. We try to stay positive. But, man, it, it just it, it feels like the same thing, uh, different day, uh, different weekend. Uh, but it's the same old story, Dustin. Yeah, there's that's the thing, man. It's like I don't <laughs> – um, I'm running – I'm just – I've run out of things to say because yep. – there's not – it's – like I said, I mean, it's the same thing that we've been saying. It's the same thing we've been saying for a month. I get. I guess you can, you can read the numbers. You still – guess what? What? Guess what didn't happen this weekend? We didn't have a starter go longer than 3.1. Uh, yep. 3.1 out of Tommy Vale in game two is the most we got out of a starter. Tommy Vale's five – Five inning performance versus Georgia is still the one time that we've had a starter go five innings in the conference yeah. uh, in conference play. So, and we're a month into it at this point. It just is what it is, man. Um, if there's some drastic turnaround by some of these guys uh, on the pitching staff, then great. But at this point, I don't expect it. Um, and we're now at the point to where I'll say this. Unless there's a drastic turnaround, we'll be sending it home this postseason. And to to accomplish that with the lineup that we have, because what Cooper did, what, what Cooper's doing since he's been back has been unbelievable. What Bryson has been doing for the entirety of the season has been unbelievable. What Ike has been doing has been unbelievable. Chris Stanfield had a great weekend, right? It just – you see – you see what we can do with the plate. I mean, look at these games. You lost game one. You scored five runs. You scored ten in game two. And, and I mean, your staff did everything they could to try to give that one away at the end. And then you scored six runs on game three, and that still is a L. You scored five on Tuesday. That wasn't enough to beat UAB. Um, yeah, buddy. Uh, so, with this good of a lineup, I still – I still am at the point to where I, I don't see a path to us making the postseason because explain to me, even even looking at Mississippi State and looking at Ole Miss, um, you can't tell me, you can't 
give me any kind of confidence. There's no there's no path you can give me to where I look at those games and say, we're for sure going to win those series. Like, based off what? They're struggling? Okay. <laughs> we're, we're struggling, too. We can't. 30 walks? Yeah. 30 walks? Yeah. I mean, what do you um, – I'm not trying to be mean. I just, I just, no, I don't know I, what, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I, I have, I'm out, I'm out of stuff to say. Um, if you expect to win the SEC, if you expect to play postseason games, you have to throw strikes. You have to have competitive performances. This isn't even competitive, man. Nine, uh, nine runs, nine runs, 12 runs. That's how many runs you gave up this weekend. Nine runs, nine runs, and 12 runs. How are you – this is not – this is the SEC. That's not going to get it – I mean, it is what it is, man. That's not going to get it done. Yeah. Um, you hit the nail on the head, man, and it's not being mean, you know. Uh, look, Butch said something after the first game of, well, we didn't score after the third inning, all right? Yeah, you didn't score after the third inning, but you let Texas A&M score after the third inning, all right? Yeah. You you jumped out to a five to two lead. All right. Yeah, we didn't score after the third, but damn it, we gotta we gotta hold somebody down for once, man. It hasn't yeah. happened all season. We gotta yeah. hold somebody down, man. You gotta have somebody yeah. come in and you gotta win game one. You got a three run lead. And you can't hold anything because all we do is give free passes, man. Or we make a crucial error. All right, we saw we saw yeah, we Cole Foster. That. We saw Cole Foster drop a, a routine fly ball in the infield. All right, that is stuff that cannot happen. We've seen Caden Green have trouble with catching routine pop ups on the infield, and stuff that can't happen. We've seen Cole. Uh, overthrow first base in, in, to lead off a game uh, out in Arkansas, man. That is stuff that can't happen. Uh, we see Bryson. Uh, he gets a, a ground ball down to third base. It tips off the end of his glove, rolls out to left field. Like We got to make the routines, all right? But we also have to stop walking people. But don't sit here and say, well, I'm going to put this one on the offense because we didn't score after the third inning. No, bro, no, no, not a chance. I'm actually putting game one on Butch for not pulling Tanner Bauman when he had the opportunity to. He left him in, and Tanner got stung, all right? Uh, the seventh inning, uh, Texas A&M tees off. Uh, what's the kid's name from A&M? Uh, what's his name? Werner. Uh, Werner hit a three-run bomb to go up eight to five. Uh, and then, and then eventually they make it nine to five. They they tacked on another, and uh, that was it, man. You know, Auburn Auburn couldn't get any. They couldn't get anything going, and you drop game one, and then you go to game two. Tommy Vale, a guy that you've been uh, relying on to to start this year because no Gonzo, so you think you're sitting good in game two, and then he comes in and he goes three and. Three and a third, and he gets shelled. He gives up six hits, five earned runs. He walks four people. That's a problem that he's been having. Uh, and then he only gets two Ks. I, I think he gave up, what, three runs in the first inning? Uh, yeah. Man, you're just you're, – you're 
falling behind, and then your offense saves the day, bro. Uh, Cooper Cooper McMurray hits a three-run uh, bomb to, out to right center, and then you just kept adding on. You had Stanfield and Carter Wright. Uh, they make it five to three, and then Auburn adds on in the third to make it eight to three with another Chris Stanfield double out to left center. Uh, but then you have the kid from A&M, man. He hits two bombs. Uh, I think he pulled it within uh, a two-run game. Uh, and and then, you know, that ninth inning, I mean, we can sit here and talk about it, man. I know you and your thoughts on Chase also. Uh, you, you were to the point, Dustin, of you looked like you didn't want to win a baseball game. That's what it looked like, all right? Auburn looked like spinkers were tight. They didn't want to be out there. Nobody wanted to make a big-time pitch. And somehow, Chris Stanfield, with an absolute piss missile to home plate, really saves the day. And then Parker Carlson gets a line drive out there, and Stanfield catches it to win a ball game. I mean, if you lose that one, you're absolutely dead in SEC play. You're dead, bro. If you get swept, you are dead. And 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 I'm going back to your point here of – you don't see there's a way that we can make it to a regional. Look, to, to all the Auburn fans out there, okay, let's go right here. To all the Auburn fans out here, um, Auburn is now 19-12-1 and one and 4-8 and eight in the SEC. Okay, so we talked about this the other day where what do we have? We have Mississippi State. We have Ole Miss. We have LSU. Yeah, Bama this weekend. Bama this weekend. All right. So let's start there. Let's start there. Let's start at Bama. All right. They're coming off a series loss to Mississippi State. All right. You have to take two out of three. You have to take two out of three against Alabama. So that will put you at six and nine in the SEC. Okay. And then let's see. Let's pull up the schedule, man. Um, you got you got Georgia Tech Tuesday. I mean, that's not going to be an easy one. Not going to be an easy one. But you need to win that one because uh, you lost to UAB in your midweek uh, this past week. You need to beat Georgia Tech again. Uh, let's see. And then you have Mississippi State at home, uh, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. You need to sweep Mississippi State. Okay, uh, just. Plain and simple, you got to sweep Mississippi State. If you do that, that'll put you at nine and nine in the SEC. Okay. Then after Mississippi State, you go to South Carolina. You need to win a game. All right. You need to win a game. That'll put you at ten and what ten and ten and eleven. Um, ten and eleven, and then you got nine games left. LSU, you're going to get swept. All right. So you're at ten and fourteen. All right. Sorry, but we don't have the pitching to even take a game against LSU. If we do, it's a miracle. All right. Uh, so you're at 10 and 14. You go at Ole Miss. You need to take two out of three. All right. You need to take two out of three. So that will uh, that will make you, what, 12 and 15. And then Missouri, you need to sweep Missouri. You need to sweep Missouri and get to 15 and 15. If you can get to 15 and 15 or 14 and 16, you can make a regional. But all those things have to go right. Somebody has to come out of this pen, be a damn leader, and make something happen because it's getting so repetitive. Miss Devin, uh, you know, I, 
after the game the other night, she said, I just hope, you know, one time that you guys get to talk about us winning and you get to be positive because it gets old coming on here with the same old negativity, Dustin. I It's the same thing every weekend, man. 30 walks, 30 <laughs> walks in three games. I mean, yeah. you give up 30 runs in three games to Texas A&M, a middle-of-the-road SEC team this year. They're middle yeah, of the pack. I mean, yeah, it's because we're middle of the pack. Um, mm. yeah, that's, we're just a middle of the pack, man. We're not, we're not, um, we have one of the best lineups that you're going to see. And then, like I said, give me a name. You give me, a, you give me, you give me one guy that you trust out there on the mound. And you, you can't, you can't give me a starter. You can't give me a guy out the pin. I mean, let's just go back. So, all right, we'll get credit where it's due. You, you beat Florida 10 to five or 10 to one that Friday night. Okay, but then look at it. You gave up 12 runs the next game. Then you gave up 17 runs. Then you give up six in your lost UAB. And then you give up nine. Then you give up nine. Then you give up 12. I mean, 12, nine, 12, 17, nine, 10. I mean, these numbers are not – these numbers are freaking ridiculous, dude. So, yeah. And and I've said it – I've said it in in jest on Twitter like three weeks ago. And now people are starting to like go to it during the game and be like, "Oh, here's Dustin's threshold." I said we need ten runs to win SEC games. Um, you text that, that actually range that actually rang true this weekend. We we needed ten runs to win our only game. So um, I said that like being a smartass, jokingly, and it's it's the truth at this point. So and um, yeah, man, it it does suck. It's. It's just like it was with football when you come in every week and you say, okay, same thing. It's just like with basketball, you come in every week and you say the same thing. And then now it's, now it's just with baseball. It's, um, yep. it's the same thing time and time again. This team believes in itself. This team has the intangibles. I always trust us if we're down by four and we're at the plate. But if we're up by four and <laughs> we're on the mound, um, can't, can't trust it. And what you're going to do is you're going to have a season, Blake, where you look at the end of it and you and you have guys like Ike who are going to get postseason awards. You have guys like Bryson who are going to get postseason awards. Cooper keeps doing what he's doing. He's going to get some awards. A guy like Bobby, Bobby keeps doing what he's doing. He's going to get awards. You're going to have guys on all SEC teams, on all freshman teams, and you're not even going to have a postseason invitation to show for it. Because for as good as your lineup is, your pitching is that bad. And then to your point of making like these these errors are coming at the wrong time. It's two outs. It's going to get us out the inning. And then it's a bad throw to first. Or you drop an infield fly. It's just there. It's all. It's just coming at the worst times. And it just. This let me ask you this. Do you think this is uh Coach Rock's only only year on the planes? Because he's already been moved out to the pen and it and it already seems like and, and Butch I've never seen Butch the way he was this weekend. Just he just seemed at his wits end with it. He seems like I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I I it just Blake, we they can't throw strikes. I mean 
it's it's stuff of little leagues, man. It's little league. We can't get out of innings because we literally cannot throw strikes. We're walking three, four, five, six guys at a time, man. Um, so I just I don't I don't know what I I don't know where to even I don't know where what happens the rest of the season with this. Um, but I know that when the off season comes, there has to be massive overhaul as far as a roster goes. And um, I, I would just say that this 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 uh, this experiment isn't working. Missing Tim Hudson yet? That yeah. dude, bad, very, very, very much so. Yeah, yeah. You know, when that news come out that Huddy was was leaving and and going to Lee Scott, and you know, I understand why. Like, right. you know, and if if you don't understand, get out of here. Like, the dude's going to be with his his son and and to coach his child and everything. Hey, look. <laughs> You don't have to explain anything there. But I knew it was going to hurt more than people were taking it. Like people were saying, oh, well, you know, Butch will fill the role like like this. This team will be OK. I knew it was going to hurt a little bit uh, because Huddy's that guy, man. Uh, you know, he just he had the dudes. Um, he knew how to call a game. You know, he, he just uh, yeah. he was that guy, you know, and and. I'll be honest with you. I'm with you on the rock. All right. I'm with you. Like get out, get out of town, you know, sorry, but the experiment's not working. All right. No breaking balls, dude. Like the breaking balls are all flat. Nobody's breaking stuff is working at all. None of it. Nobody's fastball is working. Uh, Chase also can't even throw a fastball for a strike. Um, it's not competitive. There's, there's nothing about this Auburn pitching staff is competitive period. And, you know, we try to be so positive and we try to just, uh, say that, you know, we don't want to get on here and be negative. That's the thing, man. It's like, like, I hate being negative, but at this point in the season, you got to tell the truth, man. Yeah, what do you want to? I mean, that's the thing. If, if you have a problem with it, I hate to cut you off, but if you have a problem with it, then you do it. What, like, what else? What else? What else would you have us say? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's nothing else to say. There was somebody who commented on last week's video saying, "Calm down." Then it's like, well, we're not freaking out. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, we have some of the best lineup in the country, and one of the worst right. pitching staff. That's Absolutely. not freaking out. That's not sunshine pumping. That's a realistic overview of what's going on. Yeah. So the, the, the fact remains of what, it was, what it's been for two months now with this baseball team. We can hit the hell out of the baseball. Average pitching will get us a postseason run. The worst pitching, some of the some of the worst pitching I've ever seen, not gonna get it run, not gonna get it done. And Dustin, it's like this, man. You go to game three, all right? You come out once again and in, in, right out the gate, the first inning, man. You're giving <laughs> up runs. You have Tommy Sheehan. He comes in. He he only goes two, two and a third. Like, he doesn't even make it an inning. You know, he gives up right. two hits, three earned runs, three walks, uh, two Ks. That's what happens when you walk people, Dustin. When you give people free bags, you tend to pay for it, man. Uh, and then you got Trevor Horn. Trevor Horn, in my opinion, I voiced this. He shouldn't even be in this situation, okay? He's not ready. He's not that dude, 
All right, he's not that dude yet. Uh, he shouldn't even be thrown into a situation like this. He goes an inning, three hits, four earned, three walks, one K. And right, then you go to Hayden Murphy. Uh, we saw him get touched up a little bit down there in Gainesville. Uh, he goes three innings, seven hits, four earned, one walk, one K. One thing about it, just like I said last episode, damn it, I'll live with Hayden getting tagged because he throws strikes. All right. I can live with getting tagged, but throw strikes. Don't walk people. And you can sit here and say, oh, well, they they scored this amount of runs on him. I don't care, man. They were hits. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but don't yeah. sit here and keep That's where rapping, we're at. bro. Get, find the zone. Yeah. Hey, at least Hayden Murphy finds the zone. Guess what? If he was to throw 91 puff, all right, belt high, and they hit it 400 feet, then, hey, kudos to you, all right? Kudos to you. Great job. I'm going to tip my cap. But when you got somebody sitting here walking the bases loaded and, and he's scared to death, sphincter holes just just tight as can be, don't want to be out there in the big moment, that's what my high school yeah. coach used to tell me. All right? Man, it's aggravating, dude. It is aggravating. Drew Nelson keeps getting chance after chance after chance. Three walks. Three walks in two and a third. Come on, fellas. Step up, man. Step up. You know, I, I'm just – I'm to the point where it's just aggravating, man. And, you know, we sound like a broken record just every single weekend we get on here and we have to talk about shitty pitching. And <laughs> I hate to I hate to be that guy, but it's time to tell the truth and time to, you know, uh, put your big boy pants on and, and uh, you know – be better, yeah, man. Like, Just be better. Like with Drew. Like with Drew. He has that he has the midweek performance, right? Where he yep. goes, uh, who is that? Who is that? North Alabama. Yes, yep. I, I get it. North Alabama sucks. Well, just from a momentum standpoint, the kid throws seven great innings, a complete game, because mm-hmm. we 10 run rule him or whatever. So you're hoping, you're saying, okay, maybe this is maybe he's got his stuff going now. Mm-hmm. And then he's had two appearances since then. And we gave him a little bit of a pass in the Sunday game versus uh, Florida because it was a tough position to ask a guy that had just thrown seven innings a couple days before, blah, blah, blah. But still, two appearances since then, nothing. So it's just like every time somebody has, on the rare occasion we get a good pitching performance, that game one versus Florida, Mm -hmm. what if those guys don't? They come right back and don't get it done the next time out. It's just there's no consistency. I bet if we went down the line, we would have a hard time finding any pitcher this year that's put together two back-to-back solid performances. And if we did find it, I know for a fact we couldn't find three in a row. Mm, talk to me. So, so at the end of the day, you play for Auburn University. Are you young? Yes. But you remember – when and and our guys, our no one, no one said this, but you remember when uh, when Zach Wilson for the Jets, they had that game, they lost ten to three, and they asked him, "Do you feel like you let the guys down?" And he said, "No." Yeah. Um. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying that our pitchers have. I'm not accusing them of saying no, but it's 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 like that, right? Where you're letting down the bats. Yep. You're letting down. A guy like Ike Irish, you're letting down a guy like Bryson Ware. These guys are having 
all-time seasons right now. All-time. These are, I mean, what Ike's doing, I can't remember a better freshman performance in an Auburn uniform. It's probably mm. the best that I've seen in my life. Talk um, so, I mean, when you have when you have stuff like that going on, and we're getting – we can't win these series because we can't throw strikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget – like you said, forget getting touched up or, or just, you know, guys tagging you or whatever. You're giving it to them. You're just giving them walk, walk, hit the batter, walk, hit a batter, walk. Then they line one in the gap, and now you're down five, six runs in one inning. It's just um, and it's and it's coming from yeah, man. It's coming from veteran guys too, man. John Armstrong, he went two and a third. He had three walks. All right, it's 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 just uh, now now. Don't get me wrong, he was clutch. All right, he got us out of a big inning. He K'd the side one inning. Uh, and and we we wouldn't have won the game without him there, but still, man, uh, free passes that they're just oh man. Um, and and Tommy Vale, man, you're a six year guy, and you're walking four people right. and three and a third. That's not good, man. That's not good. Uh, but Dustin, as you can see on the bottom of our screen here, uh, and for everyone who listens to this podcast, if you have a bright spot this weekend, uh, put it in the comment section. Uh, we'd love to hear it, but Dustin, what is your bright spot on the weekend, man? Cooper, absolutely, uh, yeah. Because where, uh, what Bryson and Ike have done all year, it's it's incredible, but it's almost to the point to where it's like, okay, well, this is just kind of what I'm expecting from these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, to see to see Cooper, I mean, he had two home runs in game two, um, and and smoked smoked both of them, uh. So yeah, man, it's good to see Cooper back flashing that glove. Um, and this is a guy that, I mean, look. When I look at these bats, I look at all these guys and I say, okay, they're going to be on the team next year. Now maybe not Bobby, but good chance these guys are all going to be back. So there's a lot of talent on this team, man. There's a lot, a lot of talent um, when you look at this lineup. And we're just wasting it. So, but for me, right now, the bright spot is what is what Coop's doing because he's walking. He's like I mentioned it before. The kid's the total package at the plate. He's got That's the power. Cool. Um, he can hit for average. He's up over three hundred. And um, if he'll be patient and he'll he'll get on base if he needs to. So for me, it's Cooper. And then an honorable mention is Bobby. Just seeing both those guys come back off of injury and uh, regain something this season, it's good to see. Great answers. All right, I'm going to throw Chris Stanfield in there. All right, Chris Stanfield, uh, making it hard for Justin Kirby to find a spot back in the lineup, in my opinion. Guy come in, he produced, plays great defense. We obviously saw that in game two. He saved our ass in game two, uh, making the final two outs uh, to secure that 10-9 to victory. If not, we would have gotten swept. So uh, Chris Stanfield is my bright spot on the weekend. Obviously, Coop. Uh, I think Case and Howell even had a great weekend. Case and Howell showed up in some big time moments. Uh, hit some, had some clutch hits. Uh, big time double uh, for us this weekend. So Case and Howell, kudos to him. But I expect that out of him. You know, he is a 28th year senior. So uh, you know, I 
<laughs> I expect things yeah. out of guys like that, you know. So, uh, but yeah, man, we just we got to make something happen this weekend. We got to shake back. Maybe this Alabama series uh, can can be a momentum booster. Maybe uh, you know we we go into Alabama and and I feel like you go in there and you get two out of three and you get on a roll and and that's a series win over a big time rival. Uh, maybe we can shake something. Maybe we get a Gonzo back and 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 some some shit changes. I don't know, uh, but I'm to the point, man, where I'm just frustrated. Uh, the only the only good thing, really and truly, a, about this weekend, you know, that didn't sting was watching the big hurt get his statue. Man, uh, how yeah. did you feel about that? Oh, well deserved. It's uh, it's so nuts how great the SEC is for him to be the only SEC inductee yeah. in the hall. That that is just that's probably the wildest statistic in all the sports to me. It really yeah. is. Um, so but uh, class act. His numbers speak for itself. Uh, his career speaks for itself. Something that doesn't go notice uh, uh, enough about him is, you know, guys like Sammy and Mark McGuire, I, I don't want to get on that path, but, like, because it was fun. And, and when I was a kid, that home run race, I soaked it up and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so however they did it is how they did it. But, like, and I'm not condoning it at all. Uh, I honestly take it into account. But with with Frank, there was never that question. There was never that yeah. question of if he was doing it the right way. Frank's always been big. He's always been yeah. a big boy. Um, uh, could have been a could have been an NFL tight end, according to Pat Dye. I trust Pat Dye's evaluation on that kind yeah. of thing. And um, I just you know remember that Pat let him stay on football scholarship for the remainder of his baseball career to help out Coach Bird and all them. So just Auburn being Auburn. Um, and it's great to see that. It's great to finally see the now you've got now Bo, Charles, and Frank have all got their statue. Um, so a guy that couldn't be more deserving, a class act, a guy that did it the right way. And in the in the uh, unveiling, Coach Baird, he made a very good point, man. He said, when you look at all these, when you look at all these uh, categories, home runs, average, walks, everything. Frank's up there with all of them. Yeah. So much so that to where there are he he makes he he makes a very significant take uh case for all time great. I'll put it that way. Not not just Hall of Famer, but as mm-hmm. one of the greatest hitters in a group of greatest hitters because he is just at the top of everything. Um yeah. he did it, he did it all. And uh so and he's represented Auburn. A class act in every way that uh that we would want him to. So shout out to Frank. Uh, I hate the fact that weather didn't cooperate and he didn't get kind of the celebratory weekend that he deserved. Um, it was you know that it was planned well. They were going to have it on a day weekend. Um, you saw the pop up shop with the '80s gear. They were going to wear the throwback jerseys. Uh, the the orange jerseys in game two were freaking filthy. By the yeah, way, yeah, they were absolutely yeah, they filthy. Were. Um, so yeah, I I wish that he kind of would have got a little bit more of the shine that he deserved, but, um, that statue will be there forever, man. So, uh, we we love you. Thank you. Thank you for all your contributions to the program, man. You couldn't have said it any better. The big hurt, uh, one of the all time greats. And uh, I like that point you made about him, uh, being clean, man, and, and doing it the right way and being the only sec player 
to be in the Hall of Fame, man. That is absolutely insane. Uh, Just a guy that's done it all. He was good with the stick, great defensively, uh, and just, you know, a class act, man. You never heard of – you never heard of uh, the big hurt getting in any trouble. Uh, he was always that guy, man, and and just a a leader uh, in the clubhouse. So uh, super proud of him. But Dustin, it kind of brings up a a little question, man. Is is you know you got the big hurt getting his statue. You got Cam with a statue. You got Bo with a statue. You got Chuck with a statue. Pat, all right. Um, how are you going to rank these guys, man? I got to ask you that. That's one thing uh, with me. I was kind of talking to my dad, like, how do you rank these cats with these statues, man, in Auburn history, uh, their legacies and everything? It's, it's, it's tough, man. I, I go back to my dad, like an old head, and he obviously, his number one, and he ain't coming off of it, is Bo. But – you know, I, I might have a little different number one in my opinion, but how do you rank these cats, man? Yeah, I think Bo's. Um, if you're just, I'll leave coaches out of it. Like, I'm not gonna get into Pat Dye, Chuck Jordan, like what they, like what what Pat Dye did for Auburn. Um, hard to even quantify it. Uh, all the things he did coming in with Paul Bear Bryant and just where Alabama was and getting the Iron Bowl to our home stadium for the – I mean, Pat Dye did unbelievable things. Um, Shug Jordan comes from a time where he coached basketball, he coached in baseball, he coached in football. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it, it was just, it was that – it was a different era where you could yeah. do stuff like that. So, but just the contributions that he made to the school overall. But just from – so, I won't even – I don't even know how – where you even go with those guys because they, they did so much. But from, from a player standpoint – I think it's Bo number one. I've never seen a human being run on a wall. Um, I don't even know. That's the crazy. I, I, that's just the weirdest. This is the wildest highlight I've ever seen. Uh, he ran up the ball over your shoulder. Yeah, I'll just hold on. There's a wall on my way. Let me just run on the side of it real quick. Uh, yeah, most guys, you know, you think back to like Bryce Harper, and so they, they smash into that. Uh, not not a lot of guys can just run on a wall. So it's it's Bo one that throw is the stupidest throw I've ever seen where he throws a boy out round and third. I mean, just what Bo did athletically is, is absurd. And then there's the bat, the baseball and the football angle. He won games for us across multiple sports. Um, so I go Bo one. Man, and I think I'm gonna go Frank. I'll go. Uh, Give me top Cam three. Two, Frank. Just give me, just yeah. give me top three. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Bo one, Cam, Cam two, and then and then Chuck three. Chuck three. Okay. Chuck three. Yeah. Um. I'm. Man, that Cam. Him. Um. Him winning that national championship, that's what makes it hard for me. Like, I want to put him at one, but I know the Auburn fan base would absolutely fry me if I put him over both. But, dude, I got to do it, man, because I'll be honest with you, in 2010, 
I knew we weren't going to lose. Like, I never felt like we were going to lose. Even 24 to nothing, bro. I never felt like we were going to lose because we had the best player in college football. All right. And in my opinion, the best player in college football history. And it ain't even close, in my opinion. It was a dude that you knew every Saturday was going to bring it. All right. And he took, in my opinion, a bunch of bums <laughs> to a national championship. All right. Now, I know we had a couple dudes here and there now, but I'm talking about you take Cam off this team and you're right, seven and yeah. five. All right. You're a hard We're seven and that. five, maybe an eight and four. Okay. Maybe an eight and four. But with this cat at quarterback, Bro, that 49-yard run against LSU where he shook Tyran Matthew, said, uh, get off me, all right? This was a cat that was uh, in the Heisman running the next year if he wouldn't have got caught with some with some marijuana, all right? Um, and, and has had a 10-year career in the NFL as one of the, the better safeties in the league, all right? Then you break out into the open field after you uh, take his jock, all right? Then you're out in the open field, and you got Pat P, an all-pro corner, all right? One of the best to do it in the NFL. And you see him, he's coming at you, and you burst into a different speed, all right, into a different gear. And then you jab with that stiff arm, uh, get off me, and you carry him into the end zone. For six points. That right there was the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I know people, all the old heads for, from Auburn fans are saying, well, Bo Jackson ran over Brian Bosworth and, and all this. Look, bro, I'm telling you, Cam, what I saw that day, nasty. All right. Then I watched him walk into Bryant Denny and say, hey, you got me in a hole, I'm going to dig myself out of it, all right? Cuz didn't crack a smile the entire time they were down, all right? And then he runs around the field after they made fun of him and everything. He just had that dog, bro. And that run against South Carolina, don't forget that one. The throw against Clemson <laughs> down the sideline. nine yards, yeah. Oh, Superman, all right? When he really did that, he meant it, all right? The throw against Clemson down the sideline, uh, I think that was who? I think that was Terrell Zachary down there. Uh, yeah, it was T-Zach. Yeah, that throw down the sideline, bro. I mean, just nuts. Play after play, Pump weekend. But the the fucking dart he threw to Darvin Adams. Uh, I think it was Darvin Adams in the Mississippi State game. I know we barely beat Mississippi State, but it was like second game of the season. Whatever. All right, their defense was elite that year. By the way, um, that was a Mississippi State team that went like eight and four that year. It was just weekend night weekend. game in Starkville. Yeah, bro. It was like weekend week out. The dude brought it, bro. He brought it. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I want to put the big hurt, Frank Thomas, in my top three. Uh, but he's he's sitting there at four. I'm going to go Cam one. All right, my dad's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go Cam one, Bo two, and Chuck three, man. Uh, and, and one thing I love about all of these dudes, man, is they still to this day uh, – just praise Auburn, man. You see Chuck during March Madness, bro, and he's got his Auburn stuff on, and he's giving praise. Uh, I think he's been a big part to this program 
uh, that BP has built because he's he's always on uh, TBS, TNT, you know, whatever CBS, uh, the March Madness channels, and and he is constantly talking about Auburn on the biggest stage where millions of kids and people right. are watching, and you're bringing up Auburn basketball sitting next to Kenny Smith, who is a North Carolina legend, and you're you're in the same sentence as North Carolina basketball? Like, Chuck's that dude, man. He's done so much. Uh, and, and just like him at the West Virginia game, bro, he could be doing anything else in the world. Yeah. And he's in Morgantown, West Virginia, watching our kids play. Like, insane, man. And, and Bo always coming back to Auburn and – and just uh, you know the, the Penn State game, and and him taking pictures with fans, and uh, him on the sidelines, and just uh, once again could be doing anything else in the world, and he's back home at Auburn. You know, just uh, the way they show the love, man, and and it goes that way with Frank. You know, Frank, him on him on uh, MLB tonight, and and all those Sunday night baseball, and and at the desk, and and just talking about Auburn baseball and, and bringing those things up on the biggest stage on ESPN, man, it's huge for the program. So uh, yeah. big shout out and much love to those guys. I'm sorry, dad, I broke your heart with that number one, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Um, I just, I can't wait. One thing I'm so excited, man, I know this episode ran a little long, but Dustin, one thing I'm so excited for, man, is I'm, I'm excited for my son to get here in July uh, because I know A Day just happened, and uh, this season, you know, he, he won't be able to really remember it, but I'll have him uh, to watch Auburn football with with my dad, me, and now my son coming up this right. season, and it's and it's Hugh Freeze's first year, man, and and uh, I'm excited, man. I I can't wait. Um, that look. For anybody out there that that wants to know about the Auburn and Alabama rivalry, uh, my wife has already said, "Well, you know, um, Levi's going to be uh, he's going to be an Alabama fan," and I'm like, "Absolutely not! You know, uh, it's it's not going to happen." And my father in law, he's like, "You know, we got to raise him right to be an Alabama fan. He's got to be a winner, you know." And uh, I'm just like, "Look, you know, I hate it for you. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just it's over. It's dead. Like it's." It's just a mute point, you know. He's he's gonna bleed orange and blue, and and that's the way it's gonna go down. And and um, I'm excited, and I know we're gonna do an episode uh, about a day. Uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, Auburn basketball coming up here within the next week. There's a lot of things shaking out over there. Yeah. Uh, but man, you know, a day was a day was a day. It, it I hate the weather, like you said. Uh, with with Frank and everything and, and his moment. I wish it could have shook out a little bit better. Uh, but, man, you know, before winding this thing down, I always let you get in your final thoughts. Uh, what do you got about this weekend, man, and the Auburn Tigers? Yeah, it was just unfortunate. Um, I mean, this one kind of one of the things where, like, I was really excited to go and, you know, just kind of be up there. I was going to hope to get the baseball in and, and all yeah. that and then see the football and – yeah, they, they ended up cutting a whole quarter out and they probably threw the ball maybe five, six times. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chop it up tomorrow and talk a little bit about what we did see. I mean, I, my quick takeaway is, uh, one, we've been talking about it. Every, it's not necessarily been the best secret, but Denver Jones is officially an Auburn Tiger. Mm-hmm. And I don't know 
if you could have drawn up what this team needs more than a 6'4", true two guard that can shoot the lights out from three and is also an 87% free throw shooter. I I don't – I mean, that is textbook what we all would have said in the middle of the season. Give me that. Um, So that's huge for us. And uh, from the football side, not a lot to take out of it. But like I said, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But I will say this. Uh, looks physical. I mean, the offensive line looked physical uh, getting off the ball, and that's been a nice change. And I think that um, – I think your QB question is pretty much answered. So, uh, and the offense looked significantly better with Robbie under center. So, uh, I think we got some answers. Uh, a $100 million football facility, so let's maybe move that thing inside next time it gets like that. Uh, you know, um, but – uh, all in all, man, you know, it is what it is. And I, I think that the number one thing that Hugh's going to say about it is nobody got hurt. So that's a good yeah. thing. And uh, like I said, just we looked physical, man. We looked like we were hitting people in the mouth. So that was a nice change. Love that, man. Uh, yeah. Like I told you about it yesterday is I'd have just rather seen one-on-one. So let's go one. Let's um, go one-on-one. Let's go one-on-one. Give me your best, and and let's just break it down into position groups and, and one-on-ones, man. Uh, something. I just – you know, they cut the whole quarter out because of the weather and all that. It was just kind of, yeah, you know. But, yeah, we're hey, playing in a hurricane. Yeah, it's it's spring football. Not looking too much into it anyway. Like I got up yesterday morning and I said, hey, don't overreact to anything that happens <laughs> today. It's spring football, all right, just – just yeah. calm down. Like Sean Jackson's not going to be starting over Jarquez, I promise. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, Sean Jackson, MVP. And I'm like, eh, you know, like, yeah, he he did great. He ran great, like loved it. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he's not going to be starting. And and uh, he might he might have found some minutes, you know. He might have found right. a little run out there. Uh, but, you know, let's let's pump the brakes on everything that happens in an A-Day game. So, uh, man, Dustin, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we can get back to our winning ways on Tuesday night against Georgia Tech. Uh, that game is at Georgia Tech. We played the first one at Plainsman. Uh, so hopefully we can go on the road. Uh, and then we got the big one this coming weekend. Uh, now or I might, never. I might ride up to old T-Town, man, and, and catch me some of that action. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, – You got a curveball? Man, I wish. I wish I had a slider, curveball, change up, and I wish I could throw it for a strike. Uh, maybe ten years ago, uh, but it, you know, I would have, I would have topped out at about seventy-two off the mound. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'd at least throw, I'd at least do a strike though. But uh, right, yeah. So uh, with that being said, we're gonna leave you guys with it, and we really appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. Uh, We hate that it had to be this way, but hopefully we can get back on the winning track. So war damn Eagle, and we will catch y'all on the next one. We're out.